The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about how to find the right help to bolster your marketing efforts. In other words, agency management. Joining us today is Bruno Galpoa, who is the co-founder and partner at Agency Mania Solutions, which is a company that provides automation through SaaS and professional services that produce consistently higher outcomes along every step of the agency management continuum. Bruno is also the author of Agency Mania, Harnessing the Madness of Client-Agency Relationships, which recently had its second edition published. Yesterday, Bruno told us about his advice for finding the right agency, and today we're going to talk about how he suggests you should evaluate and manage your existing agency relationships. Okay, here's our interview with Bruno Galpoa, co-founder and partner at Agency Mania Solutions. Bruno, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Benjamin. Good to be back. Great to have you back here. I hope I got better at pronouncing your last name since yesterday. <laughs> Galpoa. Did I get it right? Bravo, as the French would say. You got it perfectly. All right. All right. <laughs> We're off to a flying start. Yesterday, we talked about finding the right agencies. It's a mixture of understanding the relationships, understanding what results the agencies have been able to produce for similar brands. And at the bottom line, understanding who is actually going to be doing the work on your campaign. So as you onboard your agencies and you get them trained and you start building your relationship, I want to turn our conversation into how do you evaluate and how do you manage your agencies? My guess is this is where some of your software solutions come in. So tell us a little bit about your thoughts for evaluating your agency partners. Well, Benjamin, measuring and managing your agency partners are one of the same, right? Effective management of an agency partnership requires some ways of measuring their performance and being able to provide feedback as part of the relationship. And I would say that, you know, marketing is a KPI world, right? Accountability end up being the mot du jour, as the French would say. And certainly at AMS, we believe that accountability is a two-way street, which is why when we help our clients measure the performance of their agency partnership, we typically set it up as a 360 process where the agency gets to provide feedback about the client, but the client obviously gets to provide feedback about the agency. And that discussion, that dialogue, that result from having this kind of feedback back and forth 
is where a lot of the value come from. And that's the reason why Asian Tea Mania, I often speak to the mania on both ends of the spectrum, right? The clients sometimes driving the agencies crazy and the agencies sometimes making their clients mad. And the many ways by which we can turn into sometimes these under leveraged relationship into high growth teams that deliver the sustained value and collaborate well and hold each other accountable to great performance. So it sounds like a lot of the ways that you're evaluating your agency is very similar to how you would evaluate an in-house employee, right? You're taking 360 feedback and you're trying to create shared milestones and goals and a sense of the purpose that the agency is going to provide value through KPIs to the organization. It's very much the same. You're right. I mean, there are a lot of similarities in a sense that you do not want to be in a relationship with an employee without giving them some visibility of how well they perform, giving them the opportunity to course correct, giving them a chance to highlight what's really strong in a relationship and then what's perhaps needs improvement. So a lot of the concepts are very similar. We obviously manage that process somewhat differently. Many of our clients have some level of compensation that's tied to their performance. So there's a lot of sensitivity around this particular topic. It becomes increasingly more critical, obviously, that there's alignment about the feedback and there's alignment about, more importantly, the action plans, the decisions that are made on either side of the fence to take action based on the feedback provided so the relationship can thrive, obviously, over time. Talk to me more about the process for evaluating the agencies. What's the right cadence for giving the feedback, doing the evaluation, and what are some of the specific topics that you're covering when you're evaluating and giving feedback to your agency? So in terms of frequency, we see the majority of brand advertisers today conduct this process either once a year or twice a year. I would say increasingly more twice a year. And the reason for that is as obvious as it was in the case of an employee, is nobody wants to be surprised by your end about feedback on their performance that they had no chance to course correct. So most of our clients and most of the brand advertisers out there will go and do a media touch and a media review, which involves just, again, getting that 360 feedback. And then they would do a full year-end review of the work and the relationship during the process. So that's for the frequency. In terms of the content, we see a number of emerging topic areas that are quite popular. Obviously, there are things specific to the relationship. There are things specific to the work. Sometimes there's discussions about staffing that becomes very critical. And then I think the rest of the conversation has to do with the nature of the work being produced. If you're working with a creative agency, obviously, you can have some feedback on creativity. If you work with a digital agency or agencies in the tech field, maybe some topic is going to be around the concept of innovation and assessing how well how innovative your agency partner is and providing some feedback on that. I would say the number one topic that seems to come up quite frequently, and it's topic usually that comes from conversations and feedback the agencies are providing to clients, is about guidance and adequate visibility into the work, providing good scope of work, probably good briefing. It seems that's an undertapped opportunity for clients to do a better job at directing their agency partners during the course of their relationship. 
I'm really relieved to hear that you didn't say that it needed to be a quarterly evaluation process. I've been at companies who decided they need to evaluate every agency each quarter, and it's so distracting from actually getting the work done, needing to sing for your supper in a short period of time. I'm sure there's lots of nuance. If you're at a small company and it's a relationship that is expensive and so impactful to your business, maybe you're providing feedback a little bit more frequently. And I think that there's an important distinction between how often you're providing your agency feedback and then when you're getting together to do a formal review. To me, the ongoing conversation, you're providing feedback regularly, and then you're aggregating your feedback. And six months really feels like the right cadence, because that way you're just not focusing always on evaluating the relationship. You're focused on the business results on a quarterly basis. And Benjamin, to your point, we have seen clients who want to have more regular input to this type of process. Now, the conversation between a client and agency is happening daily. It should be, Right. That's part of the way the work is happening. So any type of feedback or conversation about the relationship can happen also on a daily basis, right? This process is really intended to capture that input and really allow to aggregate that data and look holistically about the relationship and try not to focus on one particular instance of the relationship, but more holistically stepping back and looking at how directionally the relationship is evolving and make sure that it's going the right direction. So twice a year seems appropriate, once a year seems at the minimum, but we've seen a couple of situations where clients are asking feedback and providing feedback almost on a project basis. Now, in that particular instance, your point, you don't want to do anything very lengthy or too detailed, but in that instance, we're looking at a very short set of questions, maybe three or four questions, very short after the end of the project almost like a post-mortem process that requires, again, after the end of a significant engagement, that there's some dialogue that's taking place right after when it's still fresh in people's mind and action can be taken almost immediately rather than having to wait at the end of the year for a larger, broader conversation about the relationship itself. Yeah, I think that there's an opportunity to course correct regularly in terms of your campaign management, your strategy. But when you're evaluating the agency relationship, you need to give it some time for it to develop and take a step back and actually think about what you've accomplished over a longer period of time. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, 
Your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. When you go through the agency evaluation process, talk to me about what you do when you're working with an agency that's underperforming and how do you reward an agency that is exceeding expectations? Well, first you have to define what you mean by performance. So as you pointed out, there are multiple aspects of performance. We like to think about it as almost three major building blocks. One is about the relationship itself. Another one is about the cost efficiency of the work itself. And then obviously the performance of the work. And when you combine all of those three major elements, you end up with what we tend to refer at AMS as the value index, which is ultimately the value is having the agency that you work with producing great work that performs well, do it in a way that's very collaborative, that's the relationship, and do it in a way that's also cost-effective. And if you do all these three things, this is the gold mine. This is a gold relationship. Now, it doesn't always happen that way, to your point. So what do you do when an agency is not accomplishing or meeting those requirements? And what do you do, obviously, if one does meet those requirements? Well, that's an easy answer. If one meets those requirements, you want to favor that agency moving forward by moving more of your business to that agency. The best way to reward an agency, outside of just acknowledging them and obviously giving them credit for the great work they do, which they always value and treasure, is also by obviously awarding them more business. On the other side of the spectrum, which is an agency not performing very well, then typically what you'll do is you'll put them under some type of performance plan if the issue is appeared not to be resolved very quickly and is sustained, then you want to take a formal action by giving them an opportunity to course correct within a reasonable amount of time. And then having just very pointed conversations as to whether the action plans have been agreed upon are effectively moving the needle in the right direction. And then obviously if they don't, then you always have the option as a client to terminate the relationship if you feel like it's not serving your business and your needs well enough. Yeah, I think one of the things that sticks out to me about what you're saying is the best way to reward an agency is with more work. And honestly, the best way to incentivize an agency to do a better job is to start taking work away. Outside of the monetary component, hey, we're going to find you more business, we're going to pay you more, or we're going to take business away, we're going to pay you less. What are the other drivers and ways that you could show your appreciation to your agency partners? How can you actually be a good partner to them outside of the work that you're handing them? There are a number of best practices, Benjamin, that any client can really put into practice. Examples I've seen is when a campaign is completed and there is a feedback point to the agency, an email or a letter or gift baskets or things that just show your appreciation and acknowledging the great work and the efforts that the team put together, I think is a good way of building goodwill, I guess, in a relationship, which at some point or another, you'll end up drawing from that goodwill bank in the work that you're doing with your agency partners. There are also examples of we've seen from clients who hold agency summits with all the agency partners and give them the opportunity to present the work that they've done. And it's a great way to, again, identify and acknowledge an agency in front of their peers, for example. We also see many clients who end up taking their work with their agency partners to some of those awards I mentioned and be recognized by their peers in the overall in the industry itself. 
So there are a lot of different ways clients can reward their agencies for the great work besides providing them more work, maybe compensating them better. Many of our clients have performance-based incentives that allow them to reward an agency financially for good work they're doing. But there's also, as we pointed out, a number of things that they can do that are just highly encouraged by any advertiser who wants to recognize their agencies. Nothing says, I appreciate you, like chocolate-covered strawberries. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of that, really what I was driving at was, if you want to reward your agency, tell people outside of your organization they're doing a good job, right? Be visible and talk about your relationship, and that's going to help them grow their agency and use the case study that you're building with them. That, to me, is the biggest way that you can show an agency that you appreciate the work they've done is by helping them promote themselves, which helps them drive business, even if you don't have more business to reward them with. The last question I want to ask you is, you know, going through this seems very much like it is a process about building, evaluating, managing relationships. And we talked about this in the beginning of yesterday's podcast about how you use software to manage the agency relationship, you know, the agency mania that you reference through your company brand and your book. Talk to me a little bit more as you're going through the evaluation process. Where does the software come in and what are some of the ways that you're using technology to manage and support agency-client relationships? The software element of the agency evaluation process comes into the data collection process, the data analysis part of it, and then the action planning part of the process. So there's three major elements Data collection typically involves these very comprehensive set of survey activities that allows us to collect data in a way that's going to be obviously very effective, that's going to be user-friendly for people who provide it. So we use a survey engine that allows us to reach out to sometimes hundreds of stakeholders in a given set of relationship and collect that data. Sometimes it's structured data, which would be like, provide me, here's a number of attributes and give me kind of ranking on a scale of one to five. Sometimes it's going to be comments or verbatim. So that's obviously unstructured data. So once you collect that data, the next part of the process, which is enabled through technology, is really the analytical part of the process, which is providing reports, doing analysis on the data itself, And we do, for example, the comments, which again, unstructured data, you may get thousands of comments from people very vocal about a particular issue or so on. One of the things we do is a sentiment analysis. We'll tag the comments based on the sentiment, whether it's neutral, positive, or negative. And then we'll correlate that data with the scores. And if you're being asked to provide a score on a particular attribute, you would expect your comments and the sentiments of your comments to be align with the scores. Occasionally, we see some discrepancies. We see people scoring high and having very negative comments. And so that allows us to really identify where there are opportunities for conversation as to why that is. So that's the second part of the technology. And the third part is really the action planning. Once you do your analysis and you are extracting meaningful insight, we share that data in a way that's publishable, so easily distributable by all the key stakeholders. And then making sure that the action plans are tracked and there's a certain level of accountability that people are taking action based on what the agreed action plans were. So those are the three major facets, I would say, of how technology plays a big role in agency evaluations. 
Obviously, agency relationships are critical to the growth of many brands. And I think that understanding not only the process, some of the technology behind evaluating your agencies will help you build a better relationship with those agencies and help support your brand. So Bruno, let me just say thank you for being a guest and walking us through some of the ways that our listeners can think about managing their agency relationships, how to find the right agency, and how to make sure that they're doing a good job and you build a solid relationship with them. Thank you, Benjamin. It was great to be with you today. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Bruno Galpolis, the co-founder and partner at Agency Mania Solutions for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Bruno, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at Graupoa, G-R-A-L-P-O-I-S, or you can visit his company's website, which is agencymania.com. A couple of links that I'd like to tell you about, which are in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for all of our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can also reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. If you prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we also have a once a week newsletter with links to our audio player, episode summaries, and contact information for our guests. To subscribe, go to benjshap.com newsletter. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks again to Bruno for joining us. And until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.